You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And offering a special to uh, veterans that uh, start businesses. And if you're a veteran um, and you've started a business within the past 12 months, America's Web Radio will give you two weeks' worth of free advertising. So send uh, the information. We've gotten some in, and we appreciate it. Send the information to uh, uh, GM, that's G is in George, M, General Manager at AmericasWebRadio.com, and we'll fix you up with two weeks of advertising on America's Web Radio. With that being said, want to welcome Mike. Good morning. Yeah, that's uh, that's it. Just uh, get up about, about that close. That's good. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great. Good morning. Good, good morning. <laughs> well, I tell you what, this um, I'm sorry about a little bit of the mix-up uh, earlier in the time, but uh, let's talk, let's get right into it uh, and talk about the job fair and how important it is and uh, one of the things that uh, I hadn't realized, uh, well, why don't you give us the details and then we'll talk about the spouses as well. Sure, absolutely. So uh, really excited to partner with uh, DAV, Disabled American Veterans, for the DAV Recruit Military uh, Job Fair tomorrow being held at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, we'll kick off at uh, 11 o'clock Eastern time, and that runs till, uh, till about 3 o'clock. And uh, we're expecting over 500 career seekers there, uh, as well as over 80, uh, 80 clients. And those will be either small, medium, large businesses, opportunities for training, educators, nonprofits, government organizations. So it's a real great opportunity uh, for any organization to connect with folks from the, uh, to the veteran community. Mike, let's, uh, you said tomorrow. It, it's, I'm sorry, it's Thursday. Thursday, yeah. I apologize. Yeah. June, June the uh, 27th, I'd hate everybody to show up and say, where's the table, you know? Correct, um, yeah. Thursday the 27th, yes, thank you. And uh, at 11 a.m. and goes until 3 p.m. And uh, you all do these all over the country. That, that's correct. We're in about uh, 68 to 69 different markets with over 120 events uh, per year. And those are a combination of... Uh, uh, major metropolitan areas, New York, Los Angeles, uh, Dallas, for example. Uh, but we do also have a number of events uh, on base or on post at military installations, Fort Bragg, Joint Base Lewis-McChord, Travis Air Force Base, for example. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, we tend to have uh, our events on Thursdays, the physical events, and we also have uh, about a dozen virtual career fairs as well. And those can have wow. areas of emphasis either to a certain geographic part of the country um, or a certain operational bent, for example, operations or something related to uh, to, to transportation, for example. What uh, I guess that's sort of the question anyway. Uh, how varied is it from high tech to low tech to all points in between? Yeah, uh, great question, and um, that is uh, that's a fair statement. It is really across the spectrum. Um, uh, there are some organizations that are looking for part-time, contract, temporary work, uh, others full-time. And we may see some small local uh, organizations uh, as well as some of your Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 organizations as well. Um, there may be also organizations there that aren't necessarily looking to, uh, to hire, uh, although that's not, um, that's not very common. For example, DAV. Uh, disabled American veterans. Uh, they're a partner of ours, but 
they're not necessarily coming in looking to hire for themselves per se. But uh, a reason why they've uh, they've partnered with us is because they share a common mission where they want to connect America's veterans and family members with, you know, meaningful and fulfilling employment opportunities. They assist veterans and also as a way to get in front of this community to uh, to engage with those who uh, may not be aware of benefits that they may have, be entitled to from their time in, in uniform. So they may not necessarily be looking for jobs, but it's a great way for them to, to outreach to this particular community. Which is fantastic. And, uh, you know, I, I think we have a, a – I was in the military and, and fortunately was not hurt in any way, but – um, other than some people may think I had brain damage or something. But other than that, uh, you know, people, you say veteran, and a lot of people have this image that they have to have been hit by an IED or they have to have lost a limb or something like that, which is obviously absolutely not true. And yet today in our market, the disabled American veteran or the disabled veteran can get a fine job. He may have lost the limb, but he didn't lose uh, his head. He didn't lose his brains. He didn't lose his ability to think, and uh, and, and or she, and um, which brings up a point. How many? Uh, well, I, I'd like to ask uh, one officers as compared to enlisted, and also men as compared to women. Do you have any uh, data on that? Um, well. Uh the the traffic or the candidates that we see at our uh, at our events uh, tend to fall in line with the percentages of the United States military population as as a whole, uh, as well as our officer to uh, to enlisted ratio. Um, you know, broad brushstrokes. Uh, you know, about a quarter of our of our candidates tend to be officers, and uh, roughly about eighty five percent are are male. Um, so when you look at the demographic of people in our database that come to our events that we're placing for opportunities, they are fairly representative of the military population as a whole. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Also, do you get um, – what's, what's the uh, end of service or when, they, when they're washed out or whatever? Uh, does this – can this be any veteran that uh, comes to it that, uh, you know, like like we were kidding about uh, with our – if they've started a new business, we'll give them two weeks. I don't care if they come from uh, the Civil War, you know, as long as they uh, have started a new business. So how far back, generally speaking, as a, as a just a thumbnail rule? Uh, th- there's really no no time frame um, for those who have worn the uniform before, and we see a, a, a number of people who are still active duty. Uh, they may come to these events as their first opportunity to to really get an idea of of hey, what's out there? You know, what kind of employers are hiring? What kind of opportunities should I be thinking about? Uh, because I may be uh, I may be up for orders in another year or two. Um, in addition to to spouses as well. Uh, you know, one of the things that I think we're going to talk about here is a, is the situation with uh, with military spouses. How that's a real um, uh, untapped reservoir of talent. If you think I'm about sure. yeah, if you think about you know the the, the certifications and the, the tangibles and the intangibles of what companies are looking for, um, but uh, but that community as well for them to connect uh, with employers or for opportunities through our through our services also. You know, uh, one thing that has certainly changed is 
Well, several things have, have certainly changed. One is the uh, input of, and I was at the end of the draft uh, and uh, was very lucky. I, I, I was not, well, I was number 12. They had the lottery back then, mm-hmm. actually. But, um, you know, the the role of the spouse, be it man or woman, is has changed considerably in that uh, with the uh, call up and more of more and more reservists over the past uh, few years, uh, wives were not expecting it and uh, husbands weren't expecting it, and so roles flip flopped and changed, and and uh, you know the the spouse that stays behind, they play as big a part as almost the the person that's in the field and uh you know it's it's a tough it's tough duty mm-hmm. and uh, i'm glad to see that uh, uh i i wasn't aware until i read the information on y'all that that you are including spouses and i think that's fantastic yeah and i, I think what um uh with those who haven't served uh maybe don't realize is that it's not just the per- the person who puts on the uniform every day uh and goes to to work on base or on post that's actually serving it's the uh, it's the family, um, you know. They're survivors, the the children as well. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, I, I think that uh, you know that we're seeing right now is there are a lot of efforts, and that there is a, a light on this particular community. And um, you know, there are some advances in technology and some some legislation that are really looking to to cut through some of that bureaucracy and cut through some of that red tape to get these opportunities to to spouses. Um, a little bit, uh, you know, hopefully a little bit easier than it may have been in the, in the past. What kind of relationship do you have with the uh, Department of Defense? Um, so we have uh, we have engagement with uh, a lot of the stakeholders within uh, the different branches of service. Um, uh, not only the DOD, but also the Department of Labor, the Soldier for Life program, the Marine for Life program. Um, you know, Bradley Morris Recruit Military is about 55% prior military, and we do have uh, folks who, who are still serving. We have a couple of couple of guys right now that are currently on on orders. Um, wow! Yeah. And now, how do they how do they do that? Uh, well, we know ahead of time uh, if they're in the guard and their reserves that yeah. they're going to be out of pocket for a while. And um, you know, one of the good things is that when you get uh, a, a team that uh, is very much familiar with wearing the uniform, we tend to cover down on, uh, you know, whether it be clients or certain situations to ensure that, you know, while those folks are away, we're able to still take care of our customers, still take care of their clients. Uh, so we uh, we do a good job of, of planning that uh, that ahead of time. And we obviously, are, you know, fully support their mission in their, uh, in their desire to, to continue to, uh, to serve. I, I got to ask, how long has this been going on? And there, and I have a reason for asking. The, the, uh, our, our organization yeah. uh, and the job fairs. Sure. So, um, uh, Bradley Morrison Recruit Military merged uh, back in uh, October of 2016. Uh, there were a lot of great operational synergies to combine. You know what we did, whether it be contingency services or digital products, things like the job fairs. Uh, so uh, really since 1991, our entity has been uh, been working with connecting military and veterans with clients. The job fairs really started uh, in earnest, uh, I would say, about 12 or, or so years or, or so ago. Um, and uh, it started, you know, relatively small with maybe, a, you know, 10 or a dozen or so events during the year. And now there's, uh, um, gosh, this upcoming weekend we have Washington, D.C., uh, Miami, as well as uh, as well as one in uh, in Atlanta. So, my goodness, you all must have a whale of a staff. 
Uh, we're roughly about 140 employees uh, wow. across the country as a whole. But, uh, yeah, when it comes to the planning and the preparation, the relationships with the venues and the outreach effort as far as clients and candidates, we, uh, we, uh, we consider ourselves pretty uh, – you know, pretty proud of us uh, being able to, to do a, a pretty good job. So. Well, you've got a. It's got to be a continual mm-hmm. situation of recruiting businesses, as well as making the military personnel aware that uh, you all are there. The, you know, the other thing I kept thinking about, I, in my opinion only, but I can't imagine success like you all have had. 40 years ago when we were relying basically except for officers basically relying on on the uh, draft and um, quite frankly a lot of the draftees weren't the brightest bulb in the box but today with uh, our military you've got some of the greatest potential mm-hmm. in the world probably um, one the military has in my opinion again has taken a different view of the soldier and said hey maybe this guy can do more than march and maybe this girl or this lady can do more than you know uh, be pretty or whatever and there's more and more training that has gone on be it technical or being be it even uh, out at uh, fort leonard wood engineering mm-hmm. and uh, those guys come out of leonard wood and um, they know what they're doing and they can go into construction like never before. Am I off base on this? No, you're uh, you're you're very much uh, in line with what we're seeing. So uh, so I've been in this business. I celebrated my my 20 year anniversary with the firm just last week. Should I be standing in salute or? No, or, <laughs> no, I, no. I was a grunt personally. Okay, okay, great, great. Yeah, I was actually uh, I was an artillery officer and spent most of my active duty time down in Fort Hood, Texas, when I was in. I know Fort Hood very well. Yeah, yeah. As a, that was one of the uh, my enjoyable two week vacations. Okay, and uh, you all would pop flares at all hours of the night, and um, well, it was a it was a great place to train because you had a lot of room to maneuver, and uh, it was and a lot of dirt to play with. That's right. And as a uh, you know as a uh, as a lieutenant, um, you know the ability to take advantage of that. You know I didn't know anything else at the time, but. Uh, you know, being at uh, at Fort Hood was uh, was a great opportunity for me to, you know, to learn my craft operations. Uh, you know, learn how to how to lead, and um, uh, you know, this particular uh, you know organization and, and what we're doing. Um, you know, I've seen you know the landscape kind of change when it comes to military and and veteran recruiting and how organizations have really come to to recognize this as a as a place to find technical talent, leadership talent. Um, and the numbers really bear it out. Um, unemployment rate among you know veterans has a uh, has a, a two handle on it. Uh, it's lower than the already low uh, unemployment rate for the general population at large. Mike, but, I'm going to have to stop you. We've sure. got to take a break. I'm running a little bit behind, so we'll be back with Mike right after this. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not. You probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. 
These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Hi, this is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour on America's Web Radio. If you'd like to hear an eclectic mix of great programs from relationships with Dr. Ann Schiebert to homegrown veggies and from classic cars to the Constitution, we've got programs for discerning listeners at www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to America's Web Radio and Dave's Pick Special Edition today. Uh, in fact, this is sort of going to be a floating type thing uh, situation. We've decided that uh, when we have a uh, break in the action or something comes up, well, then uh, we're going to fill in with, uh, you know, it's when you own it, you can do it, you know. And so we do. And uh, we're having a, this is a very uh, close to my heart show because uh, I have all the respect in the world being, uh, you know, I guess people don't understand that haven't served that uh, the military is probably the biggest fraternity and sorority in the world. And, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of, um, Vietnam vet friends and we're running a we're going to be starting a show on Vietnam as a matter of fact and and with Vietnam veterans and uh you know they have something in common that I don't have I didn't go to Vietnam but uh you know served during that period of time and uh you know got spit on as I went through the air force like or airports just like everybody else did back then and it's a shame but we have a very close feeling for all military and um we got we have mike arsenal here correct yep okay well gotta do something right once in a while and um he's with bradley morris and they're about to put on a job fair here in atlanta on uh, june the 27th and we invite if people haven't heard about it uh, if you're a veteran or on active duty, uh, coming from Dobbins or Warner Robins or any of our Athens uh, naval uh, base there, you know, you're welcome to come. It starts at 11 a.m. and goes until 3 p.m. Now, Mike, is it only a one-day event for the job fair? That's correct. Now, if they get, if I get to the, I might give this up, all this fun, and uh, go down and uh, what? Oh, what is? What does an individual have to bring to prove that he's he was he or she was in the military? Uh, so you you don't have to bring any DD two fourteens or active orders. Um, what we'll do is if you we were what we encourage folks to do is ahead of time uh, in order to fully take advantage of the opportunity and be best prepared is to get on our radar ahead of time and go ahead and register so you get an idea of who's going to be there. Uh, and there are some steps you can take that uh, um, if you put in your resume and your background, there may be some organizations that reach out to you ahead of time saying, hey, you have uh, you indicated you have this kind of background or this kind of training, so make sure you see us or come by our booth. 
But uh, if you're unable to do all of that and you just basically walk up, we'll ask you what branch were you, you know, what was your exiting rank, maybe a few other questions before, uh, uh, before you can come in and take advantage of the opportunity at the, the job fair. You know, I think what you all do is wonderful, and uh, it's sort of like the uh, the moving wall. You all are sort of the uh, moving job board. Uh, we many years ago we had a, a company on um, that was in in the business, but they were strictly on the internet, and uh, the uh, the owner of the company unfortunately has passed away. But uh, they they were uh, a very well known. Uh, job board and uh whether you were in or out of the service you could go on it and find out what was available and so forth now what kind of follow-through is there with the after y'all have after whoever has done their thing be it the veteran or be it the potential employer what what do you know what the follow-through afterwards is uh from the job fair itself Mm mm-hmm Sure. So uh, after the job fair, um, a lot of the employers get access to the uh, the information on the different candidates for outreach. You know, we really encourage the candidates to uh, you know to take business cards and take opportunities, uh, or be persistent in uh, in the follow up um, with uh, whatever instructions a company might need you to do in order to conduct a formal interview, whether it be you know, register on their uh, on their website or get in their database. But, um, you know, it's important to note that, um, you know, the job fair, while that's a great event and it uh, allows you to meet people face-to-face, you know, there are a number of other services and products that if you're a veteran who, for example, is overseas or we're not coming back to your location for another, you know, couple of months or so, for you to get that kind of education and exposure to resource, to, uh, to opportunities with organizations that uh, uh, you know would value your your time in the service, whether it be job postings, whether it be applying for positions uh, online, or some of the other uh, services and resources that we have accessible. Now, is there any cost to uh, come to the fair as far as the veteran is concerned? No, other than parking. Other than parking, correct, correct. No, there's uh, there's no cost for veterans to, to come to a job fairs or to apply for positions or submit a resume or, or or do any of the other take any of those other steps online. Now again, you you all will have businesses from all over the country. So if I'm in Atlanta and I come to the job fair, that doesn't mean I'm applying for an Atlanta job, correct? It could be in Dallas, it could be in Portland, Oregon, or any place else. That's correct. Uh, at the Atlanta event, um, there will be a, a number of employers from the Atlanta metro and you know suburbs, but uh, th- there's also a number of organizations that are looking throughout the region and and some others that are also also nationwide. Doing it sort of the opposite way, uh, obviously the veteran has been somewhat screened before he walks to the through the door how do you all screen your potential employers for those that are coming to the events um so when we have conversations with employers we want to make sure that they're set up for success as well and to make sure that this is going to be a, a viable uh you know engagement and time well spent for them 
so the screening that we do is to ensure what kind of positions they're looking for, and what kind of timeline, what kind of locations to make sure it's going to be something that uh, that's going to be worth their while. Um, you know, there may be, uh, you know, maybe the job fair uh, may not necessarily be the uh, the optimal event for for them to come to. There may be one other uh, a different way where we where where we are able to to assist them. But we want to make sure that they're set up for success as well. So those kinds of questions is what we'll uh, we'll answer ahead of time, so they get the right kind of exposure and engagement at the job fair. And again, sort of a, a nasty question to ask because you and I didn't get a chance to talk prior, so. Um, if you know, you know. If you don't, just say, I don't know. But um, what's your success rate? Well, for a job fair in and of itself, through our screening, we, every single employer that we have, uh, we ask them through surveys uh, how many offers that they intend to, uh, to, to make uh, as a direct result of, of that job fair. Um, and if you look at the numbers from the survey responses that we have, uh, on average, about 2.5 job offers per every client there uh, are what's to be expected from an event. So, so by and large, the companies that attend are engaging with veterans. Uh, they are meeting candidates who are the right fit and intend to take that next step to, uh, to whether it be a site visit and ultimately a, an offer phase. So from the survey process that we actually have for the ones that we get back, those numbers bear the, themselves out that uh, it tends to bear fruit for, for clients that attend. The other question is, uh, or another question, is uh, I, I, I would be sort of like uh, in uh, White Christmas, what does a general do when there's no more need for a general, if you remember that uh, and so how old would you say the oldest uh, person is that would come to the job fair? Oh, or I, when did he, you know, uh, wash out? Sure. Well, we see, like I said, we see folks from, uh, from across the spectrum. Uh, we see people who are still on active duty uh, to those who have hung up the uniform uh, years ago and, uh, and, uh, and lots of folks in between, as well as, as, well as like I said, uh, spouses also. So uh, I, uh, I, I really couldn't tell you the, um, the demographics in, in that particular regard. But um, you'll find that there's a lot of uh, a lot of active duty and a lot of veterans in the in the Atlanta area. So it's a pretty uh, uh, it's a pretty good pretty good place to have a couple events like these throughout the course of a year. Do you have and we talked about that uh, uh, someone that wants to come to it or wants to apply and, and get involved with it uh, as far as the veteran is concerned? Do you do you have any um, on your website? Is there any prep work that someone that's uh, coming can do or the three-minute elevator speech? Or what, what do you suggest uh, uh, someone that's interested in coming to the fair does? Sure. Great question. And uh, there are resources online uh, that we encourage folks take advantage of so that they'll be able to get the most out of the, the actual job fair event, um, whether it be, like you just said, what's your elevator pitch? You know, what's your resume, how to write a resume if you're starting from scratch, and what a good solid document will look like. Um, you know, how to approach individuals, you know, be more proactive as opposed to, to reactive. Um, I always say dress for success. Uh, that's a very important, you know. Uh, My you know, Levi's wouldn't work. 
Well, it's a yeah, it's a a great first impression um, uh, to uh, you know to ensure that you're you're dressed the part. If you think about it, um, you know what I tell folks is if you're an employer and you're coming into an event uh, that's going to be focused on military or focused on veterans, you're already going to have a certain sort of uh, um, you know mind frame how that person's going to be you know squared away, you know well groomed, accountable, reliable, all those kinds of things. So. Uh, you know, make sure that how you uh, appear, you know, dress-wise, you know, really reinforces that. So whether it's on the website, there are emails that go out uh, uh, ahead of time by, by Chris Newsom, one of my colleagues, to ensure that, you know, everybody that's coming to an event that's pre-registered uh, is in the right frame of mind, some, some little things that they can do uh, to ensure they're getting the most out of that event. Not that people would do this, obviously, but... Once in a while, you might have someone that might stretch the truth a little bit. So do you ask or do you tell them that they should bring their degree with them or or just say, well, I graduated from Texas Tech and nobody would believe you anyway? But um, no, would, uh, do you suggest they bring a, a copy of their degree or, or what evidence would you want that? Uh, sure. Well, I, I think you... Uh I would encourage folks bring their resume. Um, I really don't think at that initial phase of, of really greeting or introduction or initial engagement that you would need any more documentation other than that initially. Um, you know, if you go to the second, third step with an organization, there might be a, a you know, a request for some more uh, more data or more information on you. But for the purpose of the event that we're having on Thursday, um, if you look right, you're in the right frame of mind and you're bringing a c- copies of your resume, I think that's sufficient for uh, for the job fair. With that being said, we're here with Mark Ar- uh, Arsenault, and uh, he's with Bradley Morris, and I love this. Anything to help the military, I love, and we'll be back with him in just a moment. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is around town movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me and i am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not so fun experience moving call timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience around town movers for that local or cross-country move timothy around town movers in my opinion are the best that's around town movers Call them. 
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on America's Web Radio in the special edition of David's uh, Pick today. And I picked a man, a gentleman. Actually, you all sort of picked me. Uh, I got an email from uh, uh, Shelby. Shelby. Okay, yes. And uh, that led to Kelly, and that led to me screwing up, which I do uh, frequently. But uh, anyway, we've got Mike Arsenault in here from Bradley Morris, and we hope, quite frankly, to establish a relationship with you all as you all do the gypsy act of going from one town to the next and uh, no i'm just teasing about that but anyway you all do a great job and um look forward to working with you and in the different cities that you go to you must feel like you're in the military and do you ever get to see your family yeah, so we have a, we have a team uh, that actually goes and supports the different events throughout the country, and uh, you know Bradley Morris Recruit Military is a uh, you know certainly a, an organization that uh, uh, is contemporary when you think about business in, in 2019. Uh, more than half of our employees actually work remote or, or work from home, and we're from New England all the way to California and, and places in between where uh, where our employees are. We have a you know, some uh, an office in you know Cincinnati, uh, one in Norfolk, uh, Virginia. But uh, most of us do work remote. But we have uh, you know we have a traveling team that actually goes in and, and executes the events and does you know after the planning and the preparation. You know, liaison is a liaison with places like uh, you know Jerry Jones Stadium, AT and T in Dallas, Yankee Stadium in New York. A lot of the you know a lot of the really neat venues where we get to host these events. And I, I just want to add too that we're we're going to have Rob on Thursday. Okay, great. And uh, he's. You want to explain who Rob is? Rob Arndt. Yeah, yeah. Rob Arndt is. Uh, Rob Arndt is on our business development side. Uh, he's a, a prior military as well. He's uh, he's a Marine, and uh, he's one of the best in the industry when it comes to engaging with companies and engaging with organizations. And really having them realize uh, the value of hiring military and how those that uh, can come into their organization can make a great impact. But also, what does that look like? How does that actually come into play, whether it's coming to a job fair or perhaps uh, doing a contingency search where we need to go find that person? Or perhaps it's, uh, it's job posting, some of, the, you know, some of the broader programs or broader initiatives uh, where he engages with companies as a whole. So you'll have a, you'll have a great conversation with him in a few days. Well, it's, uh, you know, a lot of folks that have never served have really, you know, I I have a real case against our uh, Congress uh, that I believe everybody that is going to give orders should have taken orders at one time or the other. And uh, we can't say that about our congressmen or women now. Uh, They've never been there. They've never had a bullet go flying by their head or anything else. And... uh, the thing that an employer probably doesn't, if they haven't served, um, doesn't understand, but that's the mindset of the veteran and the mindset of it doesn't matter which branch they've gone through. <laughs> they will show up on time. Mm-hmm. They will be properly dressed, and they will know how to take orders. And, um, you know, it just it's, the military is one of the most fantastic institutions in the world um you said you'd gone to notre dame 
which I have nothing against Notre Dame, and other than I'm, you all don't know what those cow patties are. But anyway, um, I went to a completely different school. But you don't, I don't care what school you go to, you're ex-military, so you don't, you can get your doctorate in whatever you want to get it in, but you don't get the same degree that you get in the military. Would that be a fair statement? Yeah, and and uh, very fair statement. And I, um, you know, I'll share with you that I think companies are are really uh, recognizing that where they do see the military as uh, as an, another one of those untapped reservoirs of of talent. And a lot of the things that uh, you know, maybe you and I, who you know, since we've worn the worn the uniform, that we take for granted as far as being you know, accountable, being responsible, um, you know, right place, right time, right uniform, taking the initiative, uh, being a good teammate, all those sorts of, uh, all those sorts of things. Um, you know, they're not, uh, they're not, uh, shared by, uh, you know, the, the general population in all instances. Um, you know, that, those all well and good. And I think that if you also consider the fact that, um, just the unbelievable training, you know, and the opportunities that exist within the military. Now, now, nothing against the, you know, nothing against some of the trade schools and the vocational schools that are, are that are out in, uh, you know, in society. But um, you know, what people I, I don't think realize, or employers don't realize, is that some of the great training, some of the great technical and leadership training that soldiers, sailors, you know, airmen, marines receive, um, you know, while on active duty. Uh, is very transferable and very attractive to companies in, in the private sector. So when you I, have, I think if I can interrupt you a second, that's sort of a two-way street of, of, like you said, the employer. If they haven't served, then they don't know what mm-hmm. what's really out there, and and I don't know if they. Oh well, let me ask you. And I was going to ask you a minute ago. Are most of the people that are serving? the businesses at the fairs are they hr folks or are they other people in the in the business that, that's a great question and it's it's a really a, it's really a mix um, there are folks there from human resources there are business owners we've had ceos and coos of organizations there as well as well as you know regional representatives uh, what we encourage uh, our clients is to have folks there uh, who basically understand and if 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 it's someone within an organization who has worn the uniform before and is familiar with the military, familiar with veteran hiring, you know, they may be able to, to relate perhaps a little bit better, you know, and understand maybe some of the specialties of some of the uh, some of the candidates or some of the job seekers that are there. But it really is a mix as far as um, you know what position does that person hold within a within a company within an organization. Do you think it's um when I when I walk up and say I was an E five, or you walk up and say you were O five, that they know the difference. Uh, it depends. It really does depend. Um, you know, I've encountered many folks, um, you know, with uh, with businesses out there who have never served, but have taken the time and done the study and and basically understand perhaps you know the difference between a you know an E five and an O five when it comes in terms of like training and responsibilities and, and maybe what that person's you know career track might uh, might look like or. Um, you know, if they have a particular discipline or, or, or from a particular specialty, having not worn the uniform before. So it, uh, it, it does depend. And some of that, quite honestly, 
you know, some of that kind of falls a little bit on the shoulders of the service member as well. You know, we have to be able to be prepared to kind of, uh, you know, not speak in acronyms or uh, be able to relate and have conversations where we can kind of bridge that gap and explain in um, maybe less rigid military terms and more civilian you know, vernacular exactly kind of where you've been, what you've done, what did your training look like, what were your responsibilities when you were, uh, you know, an avionics uh, technician out at, uh, you know, at Hunter Army Airfield or something to that extent. So there's a little bit uh, on the on the shoulder of the veteran to make yourself approachable, to be able to communicate, because one of the things that an employer is going to look for is, hey, is this person going to be able to assimilate into my organization? Not only do the job, but, you know, but also be a, a performer within, uh, within my culture. And a lot, uh, just because you were enlisted, doesn't mean that you weren't in a leadership position. Absolutely. And uh, that's always important, on a, particularly on a team-type basis. If it's a business that likes or, or looks forward to the team leaders and somebody that will take the bull by the horns, you might say, and go forward. So, I, you know, how many of these do you all do a year? Uh, we, we have a little more than 120 of these events uh, in 2019, uh, a combination of both virtual as well as the on-the-ground uh, physical events like we're having here in Atlanta on Thursday. Wow. Mm-hmm. That keeps somebody busy. Yeah, we have. Uh, it's a very hardworking, well organized, and quite honestly, really, uh, uh, really talented group of people that are from the from the initial phone calls that we make, you know, a year ahead of time to venues to, you know, hammering out that uh, that planning and those orders and that process to. Who is uh, the general at the top? Uh, our CEO is a gentleman by the name of Tim Best, uh, another uh, prior Army veteran. Uh, he was a, uh, a pilot in uh, Task Force 160 at the Special Operations Aviation Regiment based out of, uh, out of Fort Campbell. And he's, he celebrated his 20-year anniversary just a couple months ago as well. So We just, this past Monday, we just had uh, two, in, in fact, one of them uh, has written a, a book, uh, a volume of books, Bruce uh, Cowie is, uh, and he was an uh, Air Force officer, and a friend of mine introduced me to him, and uh, uh, Bob Bob uh, Moore, and uh, Bruce has written about from Vietnam to Western Airlines, and that was then bought by uh, Delta, and uh, both of them work at Delta, and uh, you know. <sighs> I guess this is something that you all are, are bridging such a wonderful gap because even 30, 40 years ago, uh, transitioning out of the military and, oh, my God, what are, you know, they're not, there's not a big demand or there wasn't uh, 40 years ago for uh, uh, dust-offs. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, there wasn't a big demand for uh, uh, deactivating landmines and... Uh, so you all have filled such a gap of that of and and it's a big transition even if you're even if you were something before you went in the military and and most kids aren't uh, you know they may have a may, might have been what we used to call a soda jerk or they might have worked at McDonald's or they might have done this or that but they come out of the military 
And it's a heck of a transition. If they're fortunate enough while they're in the military to go ahead and get an education and take advantage of the VA uh, VA bill and, and get their education, but it's still, and I, I think you all are doing just a incredible job of helping folks coming out of the military transition into a, a job. Well, thanks. We, we appreciate that. Um, you know, we take pride in, in who we are and, and what we do. And, um, you know, you have to recognize that I, I think that uh, many companies and the business community as a whole, um, I think they've really come a long way over the last two decades since I've been in this industry. When I first started, um, there was a... Um, I guess a bit of a reluctance to hire people right from the military, not because they, um, not because they didn't respect, um, you know, where we had been and what we've actually done, but I think that there was just a lack of uh, a lack of education on um, how their skills, both tangible and intangible, can relate to their organizations and where they can make an impact. And there's a there was a lot of um, I'd say about ten years or so ago when uh, after the last recession that we went through, you know, two thousand nine. Where veteran unemployment numbers were, you know, well into the the double digits, especially, I guess I can say this: the, the kids, you know, the the first termers that maybe didn't have an education or a technical background, um, was uh, was sky high, eighteen to to twenty five year olds. Um, I think a lot of people looked around and said, "Hey, we need to do something about this." And that's where a lot of businesses got together. There were a number of initiatives, you know, the Joining Forces campaign that came out of the White House, you know, about ten years or so ago. Uh, a lot of those things really helped raise our awareness and uh, and really really chip away at that number. So I think um, there's always room to improve, but it's uh, um, I think the secret's out. Uh, kind of, if, coming if, out of Nam, there was a joke that only the mafia had a position for uh, vets. <laughs> There wasn't whole, a lot of demand for snipers. We're going to have to take a break, Mike, and uh, we'll be back with Mike Arsenault right after this. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? and what is the best place to go for the care that is needed. We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Quick Stakes, that's Q-U-I-K Stakes, are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of quick stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's quick stakes, Q-U-I-K stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. You're listening to... You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Oops. Anyway, things happen. Right now, we've got uh, Mike Arsenault from 
uh, a great company, Bradley Morris Inc., and they are. I've never had a, com- a company be a hero, but you all rate right up there as heroes because you take care of veterans. And uh, anybody that do- takes care of veterans, we happen to like, as you see, and uh, we happen to uh, support our flag. We support our government. We support our president. And uh, anybody that hasn't served should serve, and they should recommend it for their children as well. So we... Uh, we do appreciate, uh, I appreciate Shelby uh, emailing me about the fact that it was coming up, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to establish. Uh, you can go back and tell them whatever you want. Just just lie like a rock. Tell them I, I wasn't near as obnoxious as I sounded, and uh, I'm better looking than the photos. And just any, and you could see me in a uniform that uh, I could easily be a five-star, but no. <laughs> Anyway, we're I'm having a good time, and I hope you are too, Mike, and I appreciate you taking your time out of a busy day. I know you're probably setting up downtown, getting ready for the Atlanta job fair, which is? Thursday, 11 o'clock Eastern Time until 3 o'clock. 11 to 3 this coming Thursday, June the 27th. So uh, do they need to get there any earlier than that, or...? Does it, does it help if they do? Uh, d- doors will open uh, prior to 11 o'clock. Uh, anything happening prior to 11 will be you know, set up in all the behind-the-scenes uh, uh, goings-on. But uh, there's a, uh, an initial in-brief that I think uh, Rob Reckner will do to kick things off at 11. Uh, just some final, uh, some final words in terms of you know, pep talk and logistics and you know, reminding folks you know, some of the wave top uh, you know bits that uh, that they can uh, that they can use to to get the most out of the event. And so. then Rob at uh, one o'clock is going to be on America's Web Radio. Okay, and uh, talking about how the job fair is going and uh, people coming down to it and and all the you know I like I said I want to flip it on the other side sort of and when Rob yeah, if you talk to Rob you might tell him that I'm going to ask him this but. I take my hat off, and if I ever wore one, but uh, and salute the businesses that recognize the value of a veteran and a person that's been in the military. And uh, you know, there, there, I'm sure there are thousands of businesses that don't participate, as well as the thousand of businesses that do participate. And I salute the ones that participate and are willing. And then, let me tell you. It ain't taking a chance on a veteran. It's almost very good insurance if you hire a veteran. And I think that uh, more and more companies should, the first place they look should be, if they're needing employees, is veterans. Yeah, you can't beat the honesty of a veteran. You can't beat the assurance that they're going to be there on time and dress in. They probably even know what a gig line is. And, um, you laugh. You know what I'm yeah. talking about. <laughs> yeah. And um, and that goes for men and women, too. Speaking of women, most people think of the spouse as the woman. But uh, in today's military, we have both men and women leaving their spouses behind to tend to the, the house, the family, and so forth. So you want to address spouses? Sure. So uh, there's a um, really a, a bright line on this group because we see it as a um, uh, another untapped reservoir of uh, of talent. Um, about a quarter of military spouses are are either unemployed or, or underemployed, 
and um, you know we really feel they're they're under underutilized, and there's some some limited employability by factors you know geographic, uh, the transfer of, of professional licenses, the fact that you're going to be in a place for three years and then you know perhaps move to another location, and uh, you know as I mentioned earlier. You know, we really feel like it's not just the the man or the woman that puts on the uniform that goes to work on base on post every day who's serving. You know, it's really the whole the whole family that serves. You know, the whole family will pick up and and move uh, for assignment for for training or a permanent change of station. Um, you have the service members deployed. You know, who's going to run the you know the operation you know back home on on the home front. So um, so what we really try to do and, and how we support military spouses is, um, you know, by these events, um, you know, connect with us, you know, come to these events, you know, to, you know, to engage with employers or engage with, you know, with organizations uh, that might be able to, to help you in your, your professional development, um, you know, access to, uh, to remote positions, you know, spouses, as well as some veterans that might be, uh, uh, be forced to or prefer to work from home. Um, you know, with our partnership with Google Cloud Talent Services or Talent Solutions, rather, uh, there's a feature where someone can type in, uh, you know, work from home or remote work opportunities. Uh, and what that'll do is it'll pop up opportunities that uh, that enable you to uh, to do it from really wherever you live. If you have a you know computer, phone, and internet access, those are generally the um, you know the um, the tools that one's going to need. And uh, just to, to, to bring awareness to these kinds of, of opportunities through, through our technology. Um, you know, find a job Friday. If it's a service available on Fridays every week uh, from 11 to 1 Eastern on re- our LinkedIn page, on Recruit Military's LinkedIn page, where uh, military spouses can get one-on-one help with their career search. And that's, you know, case studies, good news stories, you know, question and answer sessions, um, you know, or a deep dive on a, on a particular area of, of emphasis. And um, you know we, we've seen some uh, some emphasis uh, with some of the legislation that we follow as well. Um, you, you know we uh, uh, we're a bit agnostic when it comes to to, to party and government. Um, you know just as long as they're doing things uh, that uh, that have the veteran or in the veteran and the military family front of mind. Um, you know the last May uh, President Trump enacted the Military Spouse Employment Act. And that called on federal agencies and organizations to employ military spouses. And not long after that, um, uh, he prompted all private sector organizations to, you know, to follow suit and take a hard look at employing military spouses as well. Um, you know, to further support this particular act, uh, just last week, uh, Department of Labor uh, Secretary Alex uh, Alexander Acosta was. Um, was at a summit and talked about support for uh, federal licensing reform. Um, there's legislation right now, the professional licensed, uh, you know, um, uh, portability legislation, where states are are making arrangements that uh, professional licenses will transfer. So if you're a lawyer or a nurse or a, a teacher or a truck driver. Um, it'll really cut through a lot of the bureaucratic red tape so that your license that you might have uh, that's good within the state of Georgia because you're stationed at at Fort Stewart, uh, if your next change of station is going to be at Fort Sill in Oklahoma or you're going to Fort Carson, Colorado, uh, that you can take your credentials, your license, your certifications, and have that recognized by, by that state as well without having to go through the process of recertifying and extra credits and just the... Uh, just the administrative burden 
that uh, a lot of military spouses who are professionals uh, are sure. faced with today. So that the idea is, that, that this kind of legislation, kind of capital F federal legislation, will put this, uh, you know, as a, um, as a as a recognized standard nationwide versus the kind of the patchwork uh, um, programs that we have right now that will, is will really help out. That is absolutely fantastic because I know there's that has been a burden in many cases where the spouse has gone and uh, maybe she's a dental hygienist and uh, uh, has to be like you said recertified and so it, it really what you're really saying is or you said it is that the government finally said let's make it reciprocal across the country and. Well, uh, well, the professional licensed uh, portability legislation is moving its way through through government now, but um, we certainly did get some uh, some positive language uh, last week from uh, uh, the Labor Secretary Acosta when he was speaking during a summit that uh, uh, that this is something that's going to be uh, be emphasized. I love it, absolutely love it, and uh, you know we've got a couple of minutes before the end of the show which i hate will you come by where are you where are you based out of i'm i'm in the atlanta area as well oh really yeah so oh uh, good yeah yeah, so if you uh if you'd like to chat some other time i'd be happy to i'd be happy to come by absolutely and uh this is something that i think kelly and and shelby and i will talk about since you're here that that's super um and you found that we're semi-legitimate, I guess. Yes, as a <laughs> as a radio station goes. We uh, and by the way, we'll be replaying this a number of times. This show, we'll uh, replay it today, and uh, then it'll be archived on uh, on our website. And uh, then you all can do Kelly in marketing can do whatever she wants to with it, and uh, we'll talk some more. So, just briefly, Mike, where else are you coming out, or where else are the shows about to happen? Uh, so uh, this Thursday, we are also in uh, Washington D.C. Uh, we have an event in Miami. There's the one in Atlanta, and I, I believe I, I'm, I, I should know this, but I believe we're also in Indianapolis uh, as well. I, th- I believe there's one of the location this Thursday, and, and I think it's Indianapolis. So I'm not sure what's going on this particular week. Last week we were in Detroit and in Houston. That was last Thursday. So. Retirees generally sort of have they sort of wind up retiring near a military base so they can take advantage of the uh, OX or whatever, you know, or the commissary or whatever they want to take advantage of. So is that where you also sort of uh, pinpoint as far as areas to uh, do the job fairs? Yes. So we have uh, we have events uh, throughout the course of the year in a number of military installations uh, throughout the country. That, that sound in the background is thunder, then we're fixing to get a heck of a star. <laughs> but I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh, no, that's okay. So the, we, we, do have, um, we do have a number of uh, military installations where our job fairs are on base or, or on post. So, you know, um, you know Fort Bragg, uh, Camp Lejeune, Camp Pendleton. Oh, you've named some nasty ones. <laughs> yeah, some 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 pretty Lejeune big and Pendleton. <laughs> There's a lot of lot of training going on at those places for sure. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, but it's again like uh, you and I were talking off mic. Uh, the it's the biggest fraternity and sorority in the world, and I there used to be a lot of uh, 
Oh, I say this, it was before I was in, but some competitiveness, and now it's about the Army-Navy football game. That's about as competitive as the branches get. And one branch now, I think there's more respect amongst uh, the military than there's ever been. Uh, and there, there's, a, there's a saying that I know you know well, uh, and this, this is something that an employer, I'm sure, thinks about and looks at. I'm going to cover your back. Yeah, so we uh, we see that in our company as well. Um, I think that uh, veterans or those who wore in the uniform before will naturally tend to uh, to kind of gravitate towards each other because regardless of branch. But um, you know, if you've been through if you've been through similar types of experiences, similar types of training, and you're going to kind of you're going to come from the same place, generally speaking, values-wise and culturally. So it, uh, it it tends to it tends to make sense when you see that happening. Mike, thank you for coming in. I can assure you, you will be coming back if uh, you'll grace us with your presence again. We've got a break. We got to get out of here. You've been listening to David's Pick on America's Web Radio. Stay tuned for more entertaining. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.